Welcome to the JRD Hogcast. Your Razorback podcast for fans by fans. Here's your host, Dylan Lee. Joy, as always, with his co-host, Jordan Russell. And their producer, Luke Griggs. I mean, real quick, I just want to start the show off. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people saw it, but I had personal stake in the Daytona 500 this year. And uh, it, driving over here, I was listening to it and heard about the crash with Ryan Newman. So real, I want to give thoughts and prayers to Ryan Newman and Ryan Newman's family and just the whole six-car family as well because the crew, as of right now, is still waiting to figure out what's going on with their driver. So that's tough to uh, hear about. And then when I did get here, I went ahead and watched it, and it's a tough one to watch. Yeah, um, pretty violent. A lot of people are making some comparisons. I'm not going to be that guy, but if you follow NASCAR, you know where they're at anyway when they're jumping to conclusions. I don't have to be uh, too straightforward on that one. No. But I'm not a NASCAR guy. I don't know what you're talking about. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, the the reason I had personal stake into it was my brother's really into it, and uh, he had a little watch party, actually, yesterday, because that's when it was supposed to be. And I was like, well, I need to get some skin in the game to make this interesting for me. So I did my first legal sports bet, shall we say, and I had to put it down on a guy. Went with good odds, Clint Boyer. I had nothing crazy. I just wanted to be able to enjoy it a little bit. He had good odds to him. So I put 10 down that he would win the thing, and then I put 10 down on finishing top five. So $20 in it all. If he won, I would have got 230 230 bucks. If he got a top five finish, I would have gotten 30 So in my way, either one of those, I would have been looking out, but... He was actually the wreck right before Ryan Newman's, so I got nothing. <laughs> but that's uh, that's, that's where, unfortunate that, for that, you. That's where I had to be for the old NASCAR. And I had fantasy Supercross stuff this weekend too, and this is the best I've ever done. Four out of the top six positions that you pick, and um, no money in it, and it was still stressful. So fantasy in general. It's not what you were doing, but it's relatable. Yeah. And it's just, it's annoying. Well, you, you enjoy it. I will pay attention, and I know some of the names with NASCAR just because of my brother. So it's kind of there, and I watched it growing up because of my dad loved it. And Mark Martin, Arkansas guy, mm-hmm. who actually drove the six car. And that's who Ryan Newman's driving for now. But he got me into it somehow. Into NASCAR, uh, the fantasy, NASCAR fantasy, so. Oh, you do that? Well, now. Oh, <laughs> so this, you, this you, be the first time? This be the first time, and not looking too good. <laughs> not looking too good on that front. Well, but. from my perspective in the Supercross game, there's, you know the heavy hitters, and I'm sure it's the same for NASCAR. Like, you know who has a good opportunity to win. You know who's got a good opportunity to podium, top five. Mm-hmm. But racing, man, like, you just, I don't know. If the start as, is as important in NASCAR as it is Supercross, but, you know, if you don't get a start, it ain't good. Right. You got to work your way through the pack. And my guy that I pick a lot, and he's my favorite rider, sucks at starts. So, Clint Boyer, the guy I had money on. 
You got a bad start? Bad start on the, I think it was the inside lane. And then. So is that a positioning thing, though? Isn't that a positioning thing for them? Well, yeah. yeah I mean, like they're, they're in a row, right? Yeah, they side by side after cautions, and that's what happened there. But it really, you know, the first place guy kind of picks if he wants to be up high or low, and then everyone else just kind of falls suit. That's pole position, right? Yeah, well, when you start the race. But yeah, whoever's in first after a caution flag. Oh. That guy gets to pick if he wants to be on the high side or the low side of the field. Any reason you'd want to be on the high side? All about just where you're at, who you got behind you, because, you know, your teammates will help you push. So, um, But the start, the actual start to the race, that's side by side as well, right? Mm-hmm. That's so. weird to me. Like, it, again, motorcycle mind, like, it's all about a gate drop. Mm-hmm. And no matter how fast you are, if you suck at getting off the gate, it doesn't matter. The thing about NASCAR, most most of the time they're starting at the same speed-ish because mm-hmm. you're going to have a pace lap and you're going to be hitting about 70, 80. I don't remember what the pace lap is, but somewhere around that ballpark and be taken off. But See, it sounds like you're a little bit more of a fan than you put on. It, it's all Robert. It's all my brother. <laughs> so all the credits to him and a little bit to my dad. But it was, it was really fun growing up and watching Mark Martin. But once he retired, I was like, Arkansas boy's gone, so. <laughs> Ain't no stake in there, but that was five minutes of NASCAR and Supercross. Yeah, so, more, more NASCAR. But. Yeah, definitely more NASCAR, but let's move on because there was definitely some Razorback stuff going on. Some good, some bad, so let's just get that bad out of the way. Are we talking about you actually saying Woo Pig multiple times at my wedding? Yeah. <laughs> You enjoyed that? I did. That was fantastic. And the best part about it was it was on video, and you can see my face. I'm like. I have not seen a video of this thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll show you when we're done here. But um, well, back we, up a little bit. Well, we talked about it uh, on the last recording, I believe, that I, or maybe even before that, about you mentioning Woo Pig or something Razorback related. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you had me and Grace convinced that you weren't doing that. Yeah, he thought so I was, when you dropped it. You thought I was going to chicken out, huh? Yeah. Well, no, not chicken out. <laughs> just you didn't want Grace to kill you. And that would be chickening out. But, um, <laughs> and what you had set up again, your officiator. And then next thing you know, to having the whole through Woo Pig wins and Woo Pig losses and um, had some clapping in the background at my wedding because of Woo Pig. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I've only been married once, I only plan on it once. And that was absolutely what I needed. So. Props to you there, buddy. That was great. I appreciate it. And then um, there was a little, there was a little hog call. There was the, that the was my was mother. <laughs> my mother did see, a hog call. See, I knew that was off limits. Like I <laughs> knew that was, and I heard it, and I was like, "So, am I supposed to run? Because I didn't. Did I start it? The the uh, hog call. I mean, I did not no. start it. No. Um, I think what happened was is her stepdad is a. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> Team down mm-hmm. south that won the natty. Uh, he's their fan. He's a fan of them. And uh, I think he kind of chirped, go. Oh. Yeah. And so mom, again, threw me off. Mom. Mm-hmm. Dad was there. Stepdad was there. You were there. You know, like, they would be the ones to come up with a hog call, right? But no, it's my mother over there in the corner. I mean, I was just trying to make it home. I was that's never, all, that's all. I've never been so proud of her in my life. <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking about. So me and her walked by, you know, down the aisle, exiting the chapel, and I heard it again. I'm like, did he just? No, he didn't say that. Yeah. But overall, great. I was glad you got to be a part of it, and I appreciate you guys uh, asking. You guys were uh, 
I could feel it. It was it was a complete game changer. Obviously, I've been around the two of you multiple times before that, but it was it was a game changer inside that chapel, and you feel what's going on on that yep. day. And for it to be my first one, there was some you know I could go back and watch the tape, and definitely there's some <laughs> things we could fix. But uh, uh, we, we knew we were talking after after we all left. We're like that, that boy is nervous, but you killed it. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're sitting there talking. It was obviously about me and her, but mm-hmm. you, you got everybody's attention for uh, five minutes or however it felt forever. Because when you, oh, dude, you were you were rushing me at the end. I you was thought ready to kiss you, her. you're like, oh man, this guy's a little too long long winded here. <laughs> you thought that was you thought that whole you know he can kiss the bride thing was coming. Mm-hmm. And I think you even at one point you said. Just say it already. Just say it already, yeah. <laughs> like, I've got her. She's right in front of me looking absolutely gorgeous, and I'm just like, dude, just shut up now. You've done your part. <laughs> Let's go. Just go sign the license. We got this part. <laughs> All right. Fair you enough. Know, but it was a great weekend um, kind of going into, not meaning to segue out of my wedding, but didn't get to watch a whole lot of hog sports this weekend, obviously, but still getting over that. But we – uh more than anything, like there, we got some basketball t- talk lined up. Got some girls basketball because they just keep putting up two thousand points a game. But Omaha's are back. Yep, and they kicked ass as we suspected. Um, but one thing that I want to get out of the way quickly is the curse dad talk. Do you have that on? Is that? Is oh, you just want to go to that right yeah, now? Okay. That's ridiculous. What do you think of Heston's today and, and the weekend? It was pretty good, wasn't it? Belted to right field. Back it goes. And that ball is gone. Kerstad goes the other way with a high flat ball to left near the corner. So that ball's out of here. Snuck over the wall. Two homers for Kerstad today. Kerstad swings and launches one. High and deep to right field. It is gone. A home run. Pitch. A deep high ball as he done it again. It is gone. A blast by Kerstad. His fourth home run of the season. So, I mean, I guess I might as well yeah. just go ahead and... Burning you up. All right, man. Moving around on me. You yeah. This is my role, but okay. Yeah, well, we, we had to... It's annoying. So, <laughs> Kerstad blows up. He's got a 583 batting average, uh, 1.667 slugging percentage, 643 on-base percentage, four home runs, and 10 RBIs. By the way, there was only three games mm-hmm. and gets named National Player of the Week, deservingly so. Makes sense. National Player of the Week, meaning he was the best player of the week in the nation. Oh, weird. They should put that in the title. But let me throw something at you. What if I told you he was the co-player of the week in the SEC? Ridiculous, man. So he goes against Baker, who is uh, a DH. Granted, I didn't know that until you wrote that in here, so good looking out. But meaning he does nothing but hits, and his his stats are lower. Good stats, nothing wrong with his stats, but that's all he does. Kerstat's out there making catches and throws and all that good stuff, and he is a co-player of the week. And this isn't the first time, I believe. Uh, Co-SEC player of, of the SEC. Yeah. Uh, I believe last year didn't didn't he get snubbed with somebody else again in the SEC? I I knew it was obviously it's easy to go. It's one of either Martin or Kerstad, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Kerstad. Well, so I'm not gonna lie to you as I was bringing that up. Martin crossed my mind, and it might have been, but nonetheless, what the point is is it's Arkansas getting disrespected again. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Well, you can kind of feel that with the preseason. Yeah, with not being number one. <laughs> nah, maybe not number. Well, well, I mean, who maybe. who who was Ole Miss playing? 
the number one player. Number uh, one, number two Louisville. team, but they got sweet. No, they it was 2-1. They lost the series to Ole Miss. Louisville did. Oh, so. Well, congratulations. Again, Not not nothing against the Baker kid, just it wasn't your week. You just didn't have the best stats. It happens and sometimes with sports. That's what the player of the week is, is the best stats. And, you know, somebody could argue, well, you know, most valuable. Okay, well, Kerstad had four home runs and ten RBIs. That's pretty freaking valuable compared to Baker, who only had five. Again, only. We, we, I also arm. feel like, you know, you have to talk about game one for Baker. He was He didn't have a hit, and he had two strikeouts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's big in the game that they lost. That, so, again, so. the MVP talk for the arguments of, you know, who was the most valuable player for their team. Hands down, cursed at. And well, that kind of made it sound like I had an argument for Baker, but I don't. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I meant going for us. But um, it was just frustrating. But you've got the uh, stats up here for the games. You want to run through them and just. For Baker for the, and No, Kerstad? for the baseball, for, oh. for the team since we. Kicked ass and took some names. So, obviously, we won the series. The uh, game one, we took five to one. And I think we'll break that down a little bit. There's plenty of Connor Nolan talk on that front. And then game two, we went 10 to one. And then on game three, we went 12 to three. That's pretty... We will take that. Yeah, I reckon we'll be okay with that. I I love this problem. And it's... um, the attendance, that's where I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Attendance was, um, Van Horn said the second best across the country. Um, you assumed, which is probably a pretty safe assumption, that it was the Louisville Ole Miss attendance because that's a pretty marquee matchup right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So you can understand that. But we also kind of had basketball going on up the road there, up the hill. So, but Nolan, again, I didn't get to watch. As a matter of fact, we were at the lunch. And my boy coming in clutch again was sliding me stats under the table there of kind of <laughs> we we had it for a little bit and then we just went sideways with it didn't we? Well, that's because Grace caught on to what was happening, especially when we didn't really coordinate that well. You know, Grace was stealing our signs. That's what happened. Damn it! Yep. I come up with new ones. Yep. 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 But no one. Uh, we said. Seven, I think. Last recording, we figured he'd go seven mm-hmm. innings. He went six and two-thirds. Um, just looking at the stat line here, uh, Dylan's favorite thing for people to do. Uh, only He only had 86, or I say only, he had 86 pitches. Uh, and that was what they were more watching towards. Of course. Yeah. You know, game one, they were looking at the pitch count a little bit more, and I believe that's pretty much where Van Horn was saying it. That's around that 85 mark. Yeah, and that that was kind of that's kind of Van Horn's deal, pretty consistently with all of his starters. Is Stick to the schedule. Yeah, eighty five or so. Uh, that was something we ended up having fun with last year with Campbell. We're like, is he going to let him do a complete game? Never happened. Totally could have. But um, eleven strikeouts. That's obviously good. Only gave up two hits. Um, obviously, his ERA is zero for this game. I guess they got the one. It looks like on. Oh, it was Nolan? Yeah. Okay, so it's a one. Yeah. But did you get to watch um, any more than I did on the Nolan? No, it was kind of it was, it was a little difficult, but yeah. I was looking back and forth on it. Um, the real nice thing was the outfield didn't have a put out until the seventh inning. Really? Like they were just sitting there twiddling, twiddling their thumbs out there in the outfield, which, again, good problem to have. 
because that means Connor Nolan was doing. He, man, he, he, he grew some facial hair, got a little bigger, put some velocity on his bitches. The slider Where was, was he hidden? Uh, yeah, on his fast, he was getting touching ninety four. Yeah. His slider was coming in at like eighty three or eighty eight. Sorry, eighty eight. Which was what he had at the beginning of the year last year, and mm. it slowly kind of crept away from him. He he looking like a man. That's good. I mean, we we were worried about losing Campbell, and your dumbass was thinking he wasn't going to be worth crap last year. <laughs> you even baseball? Are you are you talking third purse? No, I think so, that's supposed to be Jordan's head. <laughs> uh, Martin, if I am correct, had the only error that game. Yep, is, is that right? I uh, didn't see it. I don't know how ugly it was or if it was just a bad bounce or something like that. But that was something that the um, he turned his glove the wrong way on that one field. Did he? Yep. So just flat out miss, yeah. bump it to the side. Yeah, yeah. But you know, first game with I'm not gonna. Jump on that train too early no. with that. I mean, to not have an error obviously is better. But honestly, I don't know where he was tracking last year, but I feel like he probably would have had two in the series, two or three in the series. But the team had two in the series. So Any he, idea he, who that other one was, and he, they ran on your boy. They ran on Oak right off the bat. But then he, they didn't. He, he, <laughs> he got him. He got him real quick though. So he he had learned. But, you know, that for their coach, uh, give him credit for doing that because, you know, teams coming into us are going to try not to run on Opitz. Eastern Illinois is damn sure not going to try. So they're probably like, yeah, they ain't going to run on us. And then dude took off and Opitz probably like, well, son of a bitch. Yeah, they they, uh, ready. They, yeah, they they started early. I believe that was in the second when they ran on him, which surprised me and obviously – Opitz. <laughs> Opitz, but then they, he got one. And what do you think of the um, uh, game three, the Sunday game? It looks like we got five deep in the bullpen, but they they got after uh, Adams pretty quick. I think he only went like looks a like third, three, three innings. Yeah. yeah, so it's freshman being juiced. I imagine so. Local guy uh, Opitz said he was really excited in the pen. Yeah. When going for that, and I can only imagine, you know, he's got who knows how many friends, family, and relatives that came out the woodwork as soon as they heard he was a starting pitcher. In so. front of a big-ass crowd, too. and How many comp tickets was he trying to get? <laughs> no kidding. But it looks like he gave up six hits, um, only two strikeouts, only walked one, but, again, he's given up hits, so that doesn't really matter. And, and I remember, right, he loaded the bases in the first. Did he? And uh, a double play kind of helped him out there. That's one that I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get to know him a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's gonna go anywhere just because he, he got after him that third one there. Uh, he'll settle it down, and if Van Horn was willing to trust him this early in the season, it's right. Yeah. He's gonna let him keep going a little bit. There's something there. He wouldn't have put him out there, but Wicklander, I'm kind of bouncing around here. But I was just looking at that, but. Wicklander looks like he handled business. Uh, went five innings, gave up three hits, no earned runs. Looks like the one earned run that they did get that day, ten to one loss for ten to one win for us, but uh, came off of Paletti. I don't know if I know that guy. Does that ring a bell to you? Mm-mm. Yeah. So, like we said last episode, we will get these names. It, it, it's going to be a little bit. We got new faces, new names. Uh, saw Burton out there. Uh, uh, how'd that go? He uh, he got two strikeouts on Sunday, but he's still wild, man. 
he, he can reach a, uh, the top of the radar gun, but he needs to wheel it back in. Well, if you have him jumping out the box after a little bit, you know, and start throwing him down the middle, it won't matter. <laughs> no, that one, uh, that one last year was. Whew. I mean, the middle of the season, obviously, the ejection was a big talking point for a little bit. It, when I heard his name coming out the pen, I was definitely <laughs> ready to watch a little bit. And well, he threw twenty three pitches in one inning. I will say that. Good. Thank you to the rain on this one because, again, my brother was having that Daytona 500 watch party. Mm-hmm. Again, trusting my old unlimited data on my phone. I had the had the baseball game there. Rain started coming in, and I casted it over on Ted's TV. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was asking, why is the baseball game on? Because it's a replay of last year's Daytona 500. If it can get any more boring, there it is. They race in the rain, right? No. None? No, they, they they canceled it out because it started raining on Sunday, and then they finished it uh, 3 oh. o'clock today. Oh. So. Well, I don't keep up with that stuff. So. Well, obviously. <laughs> but anyway, Omaha's are back. Looking forward to uh, just being good and something again. Being excited. Being, I mean, yeah. we were excited for basketball. Still are Still, excited yeah. for basketball. Now excited for football? I mean... In a sense, they, I saw. I saw. Uh, I don't know who was doing it. I, it was bound to happen. If somebody that maybe doesn't have too much credibility, I, honestly, I have no idea. But if you're sending out polls right now, you're you're reaching. But Arkansas is at the bottom of a power ranking, which makes sense. The SEC power ranking? No, no. Oh. National. We're at the bottom of national. Yeah, like the last bottom ten or whatever. I mean, we we. We hung out there at the end of last year, too, but I feel like our recruiting class and just kind of... Well, if they're basing that... Doesn't that get you out of the basement? I'm not saying we're, you know, know, above ground, but... No, I mean, we had top 25 recruiting class last year. Staying on that wasn't planned, but (laughs) are you familiar with Ken Smithmeyer? He was on... He is a judgment expert. Judgment expert. Yep. Don't know what any of that means, but... Like Judge Judy? Maybe. But he was on the Fine Bomb Show, and he said that Pittman was the best SEC hire. I like this guy. He's a smart (laughs) dude. And turns out, Fine Bomb agreed with him. Really? Because I thought he was trashing it earlier, like two weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago, I thought he was trashing it. Probably. (laughs) Uh, Maybe him and Lane Kiffin broke up. Maybe it was a bad separation. I don't know, but I was just surprised to see that. That he actually, well, I heard, uh, I heard bigger things like, uh, Feinbaum is actually might be moving on to bigger and better things with the ESPN. Like, well, he's on that morning show, Get Up or whatever, quite often. Is he? Yeah. I don't necessarily know about that, but I'm more like, if maybe someone else can be the voice of the SEC, wouldn't be the worst. Thing. I'd be okay with it. Just come out and ask me. It's not. Not like I'm. No one's gonna be listening to you as the voice of the SEC because you're gonna be coughing twenty four seven. Listen, I don't appreciate that because I'm trying hard to get over this. Y- you know it's the truth though. Our producer knows it. Look at the rough cuts. Is cough, he, cough, 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 cough. Yeah, well, yeah. we haven't even had wordy dirds on there yet. I think I said a while ago. Oh well, now it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, basketball, we. Yeah, we have to talk about the men's basketball game, don't we? We touched on this a lot the other day, and it's unfortunately going to probably remain true for the remainder of the season. 
people are all over Muzz saying he can't coach his way out of a wet paper bag and all this crap. But we dropped another one to Mississippi State, 77-78 to 78 on a last-second tip-in because what's a rebound anyway? The guy's only basket, their seven-footer from Mississippi State. That was his only basket? The I didn't only catch basket. that part. Yep. Well, we were down, and this is so... We, we, we're not going to talk about the moving screen that's on uh, Adriel Bailey, though. The whole time? like The, the whole time. The way he followed him from the top of the key down? Yeah. <laughs> Three uh, line all the way into the bank. I'm trying not to be a silver linings guy, but people need to understand, we were down 16 at one point, late in the second half. And led. And led. And I will say Mason Jones' shot was... Less than ideal. I mean, earlier in the season, you said uh, he's going to cost us a game. I did. But or two. I'm w- not going to say. It wasn't in. I don't think you were in the shot mindset no, I was in when the you, mouth. you were in the mouth and yeah. getting a technical, uh, something like that. But it kind of shows to me, and again, I'm a obviously a Razorback fan, so I'm looking for anything to give us a reason to keep Mason Jones for another year, but that's maturity to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what what game was it, um, like last week or whatever, when he had the last second shot and he threw up a sideways nothing thing? Almost made it, of course, but... That have been Auburn? Might have been Auburn, but um, had four seconds left and he rushed it in front of three people. Mm-hmm. And I said on the show then, like, that wasn't the best look. This one wasn't necessarily a bad look, but it was unnecessary. We could have taken the clock down more and wouldn't have given them an opportunity to get down the court to get this tip in, yeah. you know, and it, uh, I was sitting here watching it with my dad. But you're, you're going to take a rebound at the, at the goal before you are a long rebound, yeah. you know, and in that, in that aspect, you know, aspect of killing time mm-hmm. and that, that, that's your point there is you'd much rather have a chance at an offensive board rare, in the Arkansas <laughs> case, but if they're going to get a defensive board, you well, want yeah, it to be and, under the board. And then they have to obtain possession and then call the timeout and all that crap. I, I just – it wasn't ideal, but um, I think the maturity level kind of showed there. He might have been frustrated um, watching uh, – like I said, I, only, I think we only watched 10 minutes left because I was actually in my truck, and old Chuck said we were down 16. Mm-hmm. Walked in and then kind of watched it all come back. But uh, I, I, we didn't need to be there from what I could understand. It looked like we were – I hate to say it, man, but we're just tired. I know producer Luke doesn't agree with that, but we're tired. We're just – legs are tired, no depth. I mean, I, I feel like that was a real good rebound game. Well, they, they, they rebounded they, by they, two. They found – no, I mean, in terms of what it was. Oh. You know, not in the actual aspect of it, but – like, they came out pretty weak and, you know, like I said, came back and led a little bit. For- well, that lead that we had was the first one since, like, the first five minutes of the first half. Mm-hmm. They don't quit, and that's why it kind of irritates me with people. That's not the only reason, but people talking about Muss and how he can't coach and all this crap. Kids aren't giving up on him. They're not going to give up on him. Kids aren't not believing in him Think now. about the – I mean, they, they took a whooping to Tennessee mm-hmm. and then came back and did this number here, so – that is something. Yeah, they just need to chill out. and uh, we, we talk about freaking fans all the damn time, and it pisses me off because our fans are just not educated, it seems like, in any sport when it comes to 
losing. It, I, it, I, it's tough. I, I don't, don't know if it's the losing. emotion or something, but well, well they're fed again, up again. You gotta you gotta be able to take a step back, look at some of the things. Now, in terms of losing, you know, because it stinks because we feel like we're this fan base every year in most sports. Wait till next year, mm-hmm. but honestly, wait till next year. Yeah, you know, you you are losing Wit, you're losing Bailey, and you're losing Silla. That that those are your guys. Those are who you're losing. But you're bringing in four four stars. You're gonna have a Van over back. You're gonna have a seven footer. You're gonna have something that resembles the some high that can shoot. I would I would love to be uh, to have Bailey one more year. Right. But, you know, um, I I do like Bailey. Just guy's always in it, but he just needs some help. Mm-hmm. You got to think about what Bailey has done throughout the year, guarding guys come you know a foot taller than him. Sometimes no, no, yeah, you're not embellishing, and you have to take that step back and look at some of the things. Like if we can get Mason Jones back, you've got a leading SEC scorer coming back. That would be nice. Obviously, Joe and him are probably gonna put their name in the hat for NBA, get their grades. You know, that's a good thing about that is let them get the grades. Hopefully, yeah. you know. Outside of it, like I said, I, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff with Isaiah Joe where he's a top twenty prospect, so that might be detriment to us. But which is my, weird. you're not seeing that with Mason. Yeah, my heart is saying that both of them come back because they know what's building, and I feel like Muscleman can make that pitch. And then Sills, oh for, boy, for heaven's sakes! I mean, the the kid plays, heart, motor, all of it. Got to be the most underrated for this. He's got the year. most deceptive hands too. He is picking pockets all the time. He don't, you know, we're not always able to get the loose ball out of it, but he's slowing possessions down. He's extending that shot clock on defense and starting to get a little bit of confidence in his three pointer. I mean, he's he's putting two or three up a game now, um, and he, yeah, he will be coming back. So it's it's just um, so two years ago we make it to Omaha, know what happened there, and then we're all like. All the fan base is like, well, that was our shot. We got to wait another two or three years, you know. This particular recruiting class that's on the field this year in baseball is that year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in that year that we're waiting for, and it's going to be a good year, barring some crazy It's you know, weird because I feel like this is definitely a, you know, I don't know why we're getting back to baseball. but Well, just because the baseball we're waiting. Thing, yeah. we, you were talking about waiting. You know, we're always waiting for next year as a fan base, but if we wait – this year, I do believe, will be the year where we're in baseball. Like, it finally happened. Mm-hmm. We finally waited. Basketball is setting up very much like baseball did for this year, next year. And we have, if I'm a betting man, I'm saying that Joe stays and Mason leaves. If oh. I'm a betting man. But, um, you know, even even if we lost Joe and Mason, we still have a pretty good core group of guys that have been watching mm-hmm. what Musselman's doing. Henderson, I think, as long as he doesn't transfer, is going to be a big part of next year. And Desi Sills, I think, has a, has the skills to be the point guard. I mean, I'd love to see Cheney stay and be. I still don't know what to think about Cheney. Be I, consistent because the flashes are magnificent. Right, and he, you know, and he you might, can get like a solid five to maybe eight, uh, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Out of Cheney, and you're like, where, where has this been? And you know, think about it too. With that size coming in next year, Cheney's role might change into something he prefers. You know, mm-hmm. he's trying to be this big man against guys that are also almost a foot taller than him, 
And um, I'm surprised this year by his lack of uh, strength. I kind of figured he'd get a little bit stronger than he has been. He's not he's, – he's coming into his own. Like you said, he has good minutes, but um, – You think he's face, a spot up? I mean, I don't think he's like a stretch no, or I anything. No, I think he would be a better one defender if he's not having to work his ass off on the offensive side trying to get position. Same and with Bailey. Same with Bailey. And um, I think his def- defense is going to get better, and I do think that that will translate a little bit into his offense because he's not going to have to keep grinding down low. I think he's just kind of – and that's – it's not a position that suits him in Division One basketball. So, but, you know, can he be an actual true forward? I don't know. Like you said, can he spot up and shoot 15-footers, 17-footers? Yeah. I don't know. But he's not bad when he drives, when he actually gets a little little bit of space. He has a good little pro hop into the, you know, center of the – He probably just needs to hit up uh, Jimmy Witt in the offseason, no matter how janky it looks. But want to you know. talk about Witt. Witt's kind of – Falling off yeah. offensively, he's always working both ends of the court. But I've, I've, like I've said, I feel like that's the biggest thing for uh, Wit right now is the fact that we don't have Joe to stretch the field or court mm-hmm. because you know, really, all you gotta do is clog it. Mm-hmm. If if you clog the paint, that's not gonna open the elbows for Wit to elevate and take the shots. So it is what it is. Because you're you're gonna leave Sills, you're gonna leave Harris out there. You're gonna let them take a shot. If they get you, they get you. That the scouting report, you're fine with the three, you know, every so often. But you're not fine with leaving open shots for Joe, and you're not fine with open shots with Mason. So yeah, well, maybe the injury gets Joe back I mean, instead they're, of they're they're talking about next week. Well, what I mean is kind of more. Left to be desired for his college career. Right. And he's an Arkansas guy through and through. So if he sees a potential of being the first Arkansas team since the 94 team to make a deep run into the tournament, I, I think he would stay. I don't know that Mason has that um, loyalty to us, but Joe, growing up a hog and everything, I mean, he, what people don't understand, and this is what's frustrating, is the effort that this team has shown every week, no matter how tired they are, they're playing – for themselves, of course, but also for Musselman. Mm-hmm. They keep outputting all this effort for Musselman. So there, we don't see what happens in the background. They do every day, and I don't, I don't see a reason. This isn't a let me get the hell out of here situation for these kids. They want to be here and play and show what Musselman has done for the for the team. So I just, I think we have a good opportunity to get some guys back next year. I think I still say we can get four. I told you four last week. I still think we can get four. Okay. That's where I'm at. Take it for what you will. Moving on to the uh, women who I believe are still scoring. Are they still hitting threes? Last I saw they were, yeah. Yeah, so they they played Ole Miss at Ole Miss, the pavilion or whatever they're calling that place down there. They won 108 to 64. We're looking at you, women basketball Twitter. Mm-hmm. Not 103. Yeah. 108. That, that was good out of them. That was. That yeah, was we good. fixed it. So, I mean. Like I said, I thought you did that off of our Twitter, <laughs> and I'm like, that a boy. But February 10th, they scored 103, and that was the most. And then they were like, hey, hang on. Try to copy and paste situation. Didn't work mm-hmm. out for them. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll scribble, and we can make this an 8. It's like turning your test into an A from an F. Yeah. <laughs> I never did that. You did, though. No, that was doctor's notes. Sorry, mom. <laughs> doctor's notes. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, toll-free at this point of the season is the team MVP, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, there's going to be folks that are going to make the Dungy argument in terms of what she pulls. You know, it's she, she gets a lot of attention, but toll-free has been so consistent. That's the thing. Yeah, round. it's consistent. So. And even uh, even when Dungy was still putting up the numbers that she ended last year with, up, so was toll-free. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, we, we had five and double digits, and that's always a good recipe. Because but, uh, when that's happened, they're undefeated. Is that is that what's been the deal? Mm-hmm. So what gets me though is they ended the game with sixty four point four percent shooting from the field. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. And then I'm going to call it ninety, say nine point three, ninety percent free throw shooting. Hello, like that's something that as a Razorback fan with both men and women, we have not seen a lot of. I mean, even back when we had, um, help me last year, uh. Macon, there it is. Daryl Macon, you know, doing all. Well, he, the, he wasn't here last year, but yeah. Oh, it was the year before, wasn't it? Dang. It'd what time a, is it? It's been a little bit. You, 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 you rough. Married life getting to you? Dude, that's where I'm No. <laughs> but, you know, when he was automatic from the free throw line, it was still not any anything like that. So you, you mentioned five players in double digits. I'm going to say that it has a lot to do with 90% free throw shooting, too. Yeah. That's. You, 25 for 28 out 20, of there. Yeah, that's 25 points that you didn't have to do anything but sit there and shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why that seems to be such a hard concept for some. And who who was at the line 10 times? That would be Tolfrey. That would be And Tolfrey. she was who? 90%. Yeah. But um, also, they're 20 and 5 total record. 8 and 4 in the SEC. The problem is, is South Carolina plays in the SEC. Yep. <laughs> And um, I watched that girl the other day that tore us up down low. I don't know her name. Don't care. But um, she's doing the same stuff, and it's frustrating to me, Dylan. This isn't a men's and women's thing. But for whatever reason, women basketball players will just get their asses handed to them by a big girl, and there's nothing they can do about it. My issue with that is that big girl that hands them their asses mm-hmm. doesn't work for turns around and doesn't even jump half the time, just shoots it off the backboard. I'm like, yeah. get rough with her, and she's not going to be able to do this. Give foul. I don't well, give a damn. Well, we saw a little bit of that at the end of the South Carolina game, who we have on her. Uh, or? Or, yeah, that was. Um, Barnum. Barnum. She, yeah, actually, I think uh, you and I did have a discussion of leave her out there as long as she can stand it. Yeah. She was roughing her up. That's a good point. And the other thing of that is, you got to take what the officials are going to give you. And I think across the board, I haven't watched a lot of NBA, but I do want to give a shout-out to the All-Star game because it was actually kind of competitive at the end of it, and it was enjoyable to watch there because we had officials holding their whistles. And that wasn't the case early on there. Like, I mean, they're scoring 140 points and shooting for 175, I think I saw on there. 157 was, a, was the number. Yeah, yeah, it was the target goal, yeah. but Not to we, be too particular, but you know why they played, right? You saw they were playing for their foundations and mm-hmm. charities, so they yeah, actually had something to yeah, play for. Yeah, give them a reason. Yeah. But, they don't play that hard during the season. <laughs> but <laughs> when you, we've seen it earlier in the season and just – I don't get it. Every sport does this. It, the rules or how they're going to call fouls change 
either in conference play or halfway through conference play, and we don't get the consistency. It's the same with football. It's the same with basketball. I don't understand. Like, Well, the problem one, I mean, they have multiple groups. So officiating wise. Yeah, there's multiple squads. I, I've thought about this and it, I, it wouldn't work. It doesn't make sense, honestly, but it's the premise is intriguing to me. Why not have official set for stadiums? So like when you come to Budwald regional, you know, the officiating, you can game plan for the officiating when you go up north or whatever, like have stations, if you will. So consistency does exist. But when you have, I came, what's that ref's name that we get all the time? Then things don't go well for us. There's one guy, I can't remember his name, but it was all over Twitter leading up to, yeah, no. might've been LSU or something, but all of them, they're <laughs> saying like, well, this guy is just shit on um, Arkansas. And apparently somebody dug deep and had something to do with Nolan Richardson and yeah. had a problem with him ever since I had a problem with Arkansas ever since. So if you had something, I know, you know, in theory, you're like, well, consistency is the is the rules right but like the south carolina game we were just talking about when the girls played them they were letting them throw elbows there for a while mm-hmm. and it was great basketball it didn't necessarily work in our favor because of said big girl but but that finished out in the about you know right after half right after that half. third period they they started blowing them i mean and it prolonged the game yeah, it was terrible. and i mean the the women's game has been designed to be quicker, I think. Um, Do you think that's what it is? It, it they, they definitely are. I mean, we get out of the arena a lot quicker, even with press conferences. We're getting out of them faster than we are the men's game. And that doesn't make really too much sense because you still have breaks in between each period. But they're still quicker. I mean, honestly, I'm waiting for I don't understand forward. not having four quarters anyway. There, there needs to be four in basketball. So. That's just how basketball men's is. Men's basketball. Yeah, that's just how it's. How it is. I don't understand halves. Never never really liked the halves. I feel like it gives people more opportunities to get in foul trouble, too. Is mm-hmm. that stupid? It just seems like you're if you're going with um, halves, 20-minute halves, players get a little bit more tired. There's not as many breaks. Their judgment's a bit wavered because they're so tired, and they might be more likely to foul. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything Wait, to do. I mean, it's weird because it's definitely a different kind of 40 minutes that you're taking. Like Mason Jones at the end of a twenty-minute run is going to be different than at a ten-minute run. A twenty-minute run with a ten-minute yeah you know, breakdown, yeah. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I should talk about this man. You know, he's you saw what I did earlier uh, from our account. Did you, yeah. did you did you like it? Did you, I did. Did you, 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 now I feel like it was maybe a little misconstrued, and it might be my fault trying to be with you know hip. And with the times and trendy, but I used OK Boomer on, right. on Twitter. And really what it goes back to, what, did I just hit the mailbag one? I was about to say, I was going to Do we have that. something? Do we have yeah, something from we, Andy? We, we we'll, do get, that. we'll do mailbag then. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to let you do your thing there. But Andy, uh, Andy's been wanting us to talk about hockey a lot. Yeah. Apparently we're doing pretty good in that. Uh, well, last I saw, they lost in the SEC tournament final. But is I, there an NCAA thing with that? Like, does that mean the season's over? No, it's SEC. So it's okay. it's you know I might be wrong on it, but it's essentially probably a lot like the lacrosse team and be at a club level. I mean, because they're not playing the 
powerhouses when it comes to hockey. You know, they're not going up and Duke, and Minnesota, and stuff. Minnesota, and that kind of thing. So, you know, well, Andy, sent they us can a make runs at national championship. They are a good squad at that level. But first of all, he, he sent us pictures. You're and, the only one, Andy. I mean, and I, I like. Looks like he's got a is that a pit bull boxer. Dog I'm not sure. I'm, I haven't. I haven't actually looked at the picture. Yeah, well, it wouldn't load for me the other day so, either. Yeah, we're not so we're not supposed to say that name, are we're not we? Supposed to say we're his not name. supposed to say. I thought it was Andy Memphis. I thought, I, yeah, isn't it Andy from Memphis? Yeah, middle from name from. Is, yeah, but uh, first time seeing Andy, and oh yeah, you didn't meet him in Little Rock because you didn't, didn't want to make that drive. You're like Andy. Yeah. I, I don't feel like that was what was going <laughs> that, on. That's not what happened. I was uh, deer hunting. Yeah, how'd but, that work out for you? So, Andy has. I'm a still nice, not eating deer jerky. That's that's the thing there. Well, um, Ryan killed another one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Andy is a big hockey fan. He's been messaging us a lot about this. And frankly, Andy, give any, a give any, us a hockey rundown. Anything? Yeah, <laughs> we'll call him one day. And be like, hey, get on the show. <laughs> but I, I, anything raised back if they're on TV or whatever, I'm watching, rooting for them. I can genuinely say that, but hockey's not on TV, and I could I could not care less about hockey. Yeah. Like hockey, I liked the D the Mighty Ducks series when I was a kid. I think it went like <laughs> the, all the way that's to where it ends, huh? Yeah, it's uh, coming back, man. Charlie was uh, I used to think I was Charlie when I was a kid because he was such a badass in hockey. But the goalie has taken a turn. The goalie from Mighty Ducks uh-huh. the movie. Uh-huh. Oh man, he got he got busted for like. Possession, methamphetamine, burglary, all kinds. Of, he he looking rough. You have to look that up afterwards. Huh. The the fat guy. Right? Yeah, he was in a like a heavyweights too. The I don't know the fat camp movie. Ben Stiller. I can picture Ben Stiller being in something like that. But well, it was there. essentially the same character that he was at the end of Dodgeball. Yeah, laugh it up real quick. <laughs> But these are nice jerseys. I mean, no, they are very nice. Uh, did you, Andy? Uh, I mean, you can tell us. Did you have this uh, I think delivered, I or did you have to? They were. They had a link out there for the hockey team. Yeah. I mean, I, I follow them on Twitter and everything. So. Well, you're a better man than me. And we we also had uh, Hamilton Homes hitting us up, so we have to work out a baby JRD onesie for his little girl coming. Yeah. So we will did do he, that. Did he tell us it was a girl? Yeah. Oh, that was. Uh, I'm just telepathic like that and know it was that on twitter he messaged us or hit us up on twitter didn't he? maybe it was twitter but um whatever counts as mailbag he he, he i hit the button us. i have that's to backtrack so that's what he did yeah um i saw i remember seeing the onesie for some reason i guess i glossed over the fact that it is a little girl so i'm trying to verify this real quick before i just go on out here and put it out there but if it you pretty confident in that it's a little girl yeah well, Andy, I, or Hamilton, why do I keep doing that? Uh-huh. Hamilton, I uh, have two little girls myself, and let me tell you, you're not as much of a man as you think you are. <laughs> uh, she will have you wrapped up so, so quickly. So congratulations, and we will absolutely get that onesie to you. Yep. Now, do you want to do the other one? Twitter dirt. Speaking of that little girl. That, that one's got a little bit of, uh, little yeah. Picture. That one's got a little more action to it, that Twitter dirt one. I didn't realize that. I got a little woo-doo-doo-doo. Oh, yeah, a little, yeah, little, little, um, little extra there. So, yeah, going back to Twitter. And on kinda, purpose. Kind of combined with some Facebook. 
scrolling through on the Facebook side of things, mm-hmm. and I saw a gentleman that posted some pictures of the hog pen after, I would assume, the series. I would say Sunday. And it's dirty. It's kind of what I've seen with the hog pen, honestly. We talked about this last year. Yeah, we did. You know, when we saw people chugging whatever out of fireball looking, I guess it was fireball oh. out of lighter fluid <laughs> containers. <laughs> yeah. But anywho. Yeah. I wanted to see what the masses said, so I took a screenshot of that, sent it to Twitter, and I said, okay, Twitter, hashtag okay, boomer, or nah. And I think people <laughs> might have had the wrong approach on there because I didn't really give an explanation. So that's on my part there, but I'm definitely team keep the hog pen clean. And, you said that. And do, hashtag uh, well, I, I, I had to do a rebuttal, basically. Oh, no. So I replied to it because... I felt like people were thinking that I was, you know, calling the old Hitting man the of, yeah, yeah, I think throwing some shade at the old man that initially posted it on Facebook, which wasn't the case. Ultimately, it was to see if there would be someone dumb enough to be calling him a boomer, and then who knows what happens from there, you know? You almost, uh, yeah, I'm reading it now. You almost got in trouble by a hogette. Mm-hmm. Don't want that happening. Well, Natalie was about to get the whole group behind you. <laughs> Oh, Natalie's about to get in that butt. Mm-hmm. No, I read it. I, I didn't. I didn't read it the way. The way you. Or would just take this opportunity to use it for awareness. <laughs> clean keep, up the damn hog pen. Keep the hog pen clean. It's it's pretty simple. I mean, that's kind of the, the picture. The, look how much trash is right next to trash cans. <laughs> that's so irritating. Yeah. Like, not gonna lie. A pair of drawers or something might miss the laundry basket well wide right because I have to honor Kobe, but I ain't Kobe. Mm. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. And you know, so, usually, usually the wife is there for the assist. I've been I've been married for three days now, so you know something. And uh, yeah, let me let me tell you about being married. <laughs> All right, but uh, came in from the gym and put my shirt at the base of the stairs because I wasn't ready to go upstairs yet. Oh man. Laundry room's right up there, man. But that's where I, you know, I passed by it. So I'm going to, and I set it down there and she's like, that irritates the hell out of me. Oh. And I was like, well, you missed the ending because I was going to pick it up as I'm picking it up. And I was like, and I was going to take it up to the basket playing the whole time. No, you weren't. I was not. Yeah. She knew it. But also I, I agree with your, with your deal there, because like I said, we talked about this last year and it was pretty bad. Um, the one we went to, I, I want to say pictures got out last year too with the, with the pen, but also I have a little Twitter dirt myself, if you will. But, um, Oh, Patrick Beverly out there, assign, uh, signing autographs and these kids are like, sign this, sign that, sign this. And he wasn't doing it until he, they said, please. Yeah. He's like, he's like what? No, say please. And you can tell it was, particular video here is like what you mean mm-hmm. like say please so the kid said please and then another one behind him sign mine sign mine he turned around say please yeah so, like across the tunnel because yeah. it was on the other side yeah. of the tunnel yeah. so um i just i thought that was kind of great i mean he gets a lot of crap a lot of people don't like him obviously we have a special place in our heart for him here but um i, I think that that's a good lesson i mean Depending on how many he did it to, which based off this video, I'm going to say at least five or six because he was sitting there turning right, right left, and, and right. It, and it feels like it was a. This wasn't the first time. Like he was comfortable well, he was enough to do that, it. and it was. He's yeah. probably sick of it. He's probably been asked so many times. Like finally, like 
you know what? Say please. I don't mind doing it. Manners get you a long way. So he's out there giving uh, lessons on manners. So shout out. What do they call him? P-Bev? Is that his? Yeah, that's kind of shorthand there. I actually got a... Man, this kind of goes in with it because I don't want to say it. It was an older lady I held the door at the gas station for her. And she said, thank you. And I said, no problem. She did not like the no problem. Really? Yeah. She turned to me and said, you're not going to say you're welcome? And I, I threw me for a loop. I, you, you know, just held the door open. For it, it's vernacular, you know. Generational stuff happens. And I understand it wasn't you're welcome, but it still feels like a form of you're welcome Dude, I in say my no heart. problem all the time. Yeah. Or absolutely. I, I say absolutely a lot like, hey, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. But she, she, you know, she turned that, around and said, you're not going to say you're welcome. Did she walk through the door as she said that? Like she's past the. Good two steps out of the door. That you held open for. Yeah. You rude ass. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was my dad's cookie. Hey, buddy. Did you eat it? No. <laughs> Come on now. Shout out Larry for the cookie. I wish that we could get that. I will. That video will never be shown to public. Man. Unless. <laughs> Something's got to happen. I got to get some listeners back in me and something real good's got. I will tease the crap out of this video because trust me, it will make anyone that watch it bust up laughing. I legitimately believe that it would go, I don't, it would go NWA viral. NWA viral? The yeah. Twitter sphere? It might hit Texas, Oklahoma, but it, it. <laughs> well, it's already hit Texas. Yeah, Dad. Yeah. My God, that was funny though. And then he gets Larry, my biggest fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad I was he able to, to. He, he even to. asked please when we took a picture together. So real, real, real good guy there. He asked please. No. Just, oh, when yeah, I was tying oh, it back into the. Groveling at your feet for that picture. <laughs> yeah, like I get to meet the Dylan Lee. Yeah. Well, um, I am kind of condescending, I guess, with the the DL seven in my Twitter. A little bit. Did uh, you copyright that? We don't need to worry about that. All right. But he. The only one that matters is at JRD Hogcast. That's true. That's a very good point. But he, um, he. Hit me up later, and he's like, "Did Dylan not get that?" I was like, "No, he didn't." And he's like, "Some." Well, and then I <laughs> told him that you it caught on, and then you died laughing. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Dad was sober, and he was bent over laughing when he gave you that cookie. I don't see that often. So, all right, well, I'm gonna need more than just Hamilton and Andy to give me some feedback on if this video needs to see the light day. They can't give you feedback till you. Put it out there. If they won't, if people want to see it, how about I, I have to? I have to be. It's going to be a popular vote. This is the only thing that wins by popular. This is vote. where you're in trouble, though. Okay. I have the video. So, I mean, Larry, I can get you some. Larry feedback. has the video too, probably. If yeah, he knew how he to does. save it. Oh man. Yeah, he saved it in the hotel room this weekend. Oh boy. But um, I can get that video out there, and then I can welcome the feedback. You ain't, ain't going to do me like that. Mm, I mean, how about this? I'll send it to Andy and tell Andy, tell me what he thinks. And then based off of his reaction, then I'll send it out. We'll see. We'll see what Andy says. There might need to be some editing with that one. <laughs> I can't get into too many details. <laughs> I don't think there needs to be. Oh, you talking yeah. about some fuzzying out? No, yeah, well, we can handle that. I mean, some people use their work email for other things, so. Yeah, for other official business. Yeah, so whatever. That's good. That's a good ending spot, though. We'll uh, 
tease the tease listening audience with uh, whether or not I'm going to put this out. No. Okay. For the JRD Hogcast, I'm Dylan Lee. I'm Jordan Russell. Shout out to producer Luke. Apologize for that one <laughs> about five minutes ago. But hey, you can hit us up at JRD Hogcast. We also have a website that's got our merch on there because we are self-funded getting that action to you as soon as you hit that download button. That is JRDHogcast.com. You can also hit us up on our text and call line. It's 479-308-8605. And until next time, woo pig. Sometimes I take it to extreme. Game day comes around. You'll see a little pride on my face. Cause I got season tickets to the best seats in this place. And when my team takes the field, I won't slack I'll be cheering like a schoolgirl